We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I own you stuff at the end of the last game. Do you guys put that up on your uh, in your room at any point this week? Do you bring it up Saturday night? Do you use it as motivation at all? I mean, we're, we're aware of it. <laughs> I better be aware of it. I mean, wasn't this the same franchise that Mitch Trubisky had the TVs turned off at Hallis Hall because he didn't like what the sports cable debate shows were saying about him a few years ago? Trust me. If you're a National Football League team, you are aware of everything that is said about you from everyone because anything can be used as motivation. Motivation isn't the issue, though, for Matt Nagy and the Bears when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and the I own you comments from the last matchup between the Bears and Packers at Soldier Field. Motivation isn't the issue. Talent and execution That's the issue, and it's been the issue for the Bears throughout the years against Aaron Rodgers, dating back to Lovey Smith, Mark Tressman, John Fox, now Matt Nagy, and it dates back to all the talented players that the Bears have had, from Brian Urlacher to Roquan Smith, and the list is too long to name all the quarterbacks that have been a part of the mix during that time. Hi, everyone. Zach Zabin with you. It's a football Sunday, a Bears-Packers Sunday here on The Score. They take the field at Lambeau tonight. We've got a full day of football coverage here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, I'm here until noon. 4.30, we've got the pregame show with Molly and Olin and Manley and more. And then we've got the game. Bears, Packers, Jeff and Tom with the call on our sister station, WBBM, coming your way just after 7 o'clock tonight. All right. Let's zoom out and take a look at Bears-Packers more from a national perspective. Joining us on the SCORE guest hotline is Stacy Dales from NFL Network. The SCORE guest hotline is presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook. Stacy, a good Sunday morning to you. Man, there's so much to discuss. And I figured, let me, let me hit this from a totally different angle because your unique background gives you a chance to look at it from a rivalry perspective. You were a standout, standout player on the college basketball floor at Oklahoma before a WNBA career began, and then you took off and and became just as good as one of us, a reporter covering the National Football League. But what, what sticks out to me is, if you have any pride as an athlete, to hear what Aaron Rodgers said about you, And it's true. I mean, it it is true that he has dominated the Bears 
But to actually hear a guy not just dominate you, but then tell the world I own you. If you have any pride inside that Bears locker room, if you care, that has to bug you. Yeah, it's great to be with you, Zach. I always enjoy when I jump on and you start off the top of the hour giggling about the the uh, quote that was played by, I think, Adam's the producer today. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, it is. It does. I mean, listen, we, we've all known this for some time. Um, Aaron Rodgers back in week six was emphatic about his comment. Uh, but when you get flipped off at Soldier Field with the bird and you're a competitor like Aaron Rodgers, something some type of emotion is going to come out of you. I got a better, for me this week, Zach, I got a bigger kick out of listening to Rogers answer questions about the, I still own you comment and any concerns he has about retribution that he may see from the bears this week. I don't know, you know, you guys have those uh, on cue, but it was, it was almost, um, it was like Rogers to a T just sort of like dryly and sarcastically, you know, saying how much he loves the rivalry. But he, he, he literally said it, I quote, we have gotten the better of them the last 27, 28 times we've played them for the most part. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? Like, he's 22 and 5, you know, as far as his record as the starting quarterback of the Packers. He is about to uh, approach a monumental moment in which he'll tie Brett Favre if he wins this game for 23 wins against the Bears, which is at most all-time against the franchise. And um, to, to put a button on that quote, because it was a big quote when Rodgers talked this week, uh, he has no regrets over the comments. But, yeah, to answer your question, if I'm in that Bears locker room, yeah, it hits your ego. Everybody has an ego in life. Some are on the scale of 1 to 10 a 1, some are 5, and some are 10. Um, and, you know, in the National Football League, you almost have to have a bit of an ego to play in this violent game. So, uh, if, if that doesn't stir things up, I don't know what will. Stacy is also the coordinating director of our program. So Adam Stutzinski, our executive producer, here's the quote. <laughs> well, that comment was to the fans yeah. uh, who were giving me the bird. But, uh, but look, this trash talk, uh, every single time you're playing divisional games, you know, look, I, you know, trash talk is what it is. It's a, it's a professional environment. It's not really a personal environment for the most part, usually after the game. It's uh, it's all love and positivity. Um, I don't know. You can uh, you can question a whole lot of what I said. You know, we've had a good record over the years against them, and and won a lot of games in Soldier Field and at Lambeau Field. So it's been a, been a great rivalry. I'm proud to be a part of it. Uh, you know, we have uh, have gotten the better of them the last uh, I don't know 27, 28 times we played them for the most part. <laughs> now this Adam, now to be. Shout out to Adam. That's phenomenal, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be fair, Aaron Rodgers has done a lot this season that has made most people turn on him from a, a Q rating standpoint, and, and I understand that. But, it, you know, the, the thing that, that I respect is he doesn't care. He's very comfortable when it comes to who he is and the, the things he's going to do. And, you know, we... When it comes to football, we are talking about a performance-oriented profession, and he's performed, and performed at a high level, and the numbers tell you everything you need to know about this series, which also tells us a lot we need to know, Stacy, about 
what it means when it comes to, to Bears football overall. And because the Bears have struggled on the field, 4-8, and eight, because the Bears, even though they've made the playoffs twice in the Matt Nagy era, because his side of the ball, the expertise, is supposed to be offense, and we haven't really seen it since the end of the 2018 season, the rumors have been swirling. Earlier than I can recall in many seasons, uh, from my days covering the Bears to, to even now, and another rumor comes out, this morning, the report by CBS Sports' Jason LaConfora, quote, Trace Armstrong discussed top management position with Bears. Ohio State's Ryan Day, part of possible package. The last report when it came to Nagy was wrong earlier in this season. How How is this impacting the team behind closed doors, do you think? Well, there's no way you can. I mean, you hear teams, especially at the NFL level, when you have to insulate yourself, right, insulate the team to the outside noise and the outside chatter. It's, in, it's inescapable, to be honest. I mean, every player leaves that facility and goes home and has Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat, and not to mention just, you know, jump on Safari on your MacBook. So it, it's almost impossible, in my view, to insulate yourself from something like this, but what I'll go back on for Matt Nagy is his character. I mean, he has, he's a man of incredible integrity and character and yeah, the wins aren't there. And you know, you, you go from 2018 Zach 12 and four and a wild card loss, double doink loss in Chicago to the Eagles next year, eight and eight next year, eight and eight and another trip to the playoffs because the, the NFL added a, frankly, a seventh seed. Um, so you go down to New Orleans and lose, and this year it's four and eight. And it's been a revolving door at quarterback for the last two years. So, you know, he is a man of good integrity. I think the players know that and the coaches know that. The record isn't there, but it's been about developing Justin Fields this year. And so um, there's, there's heat, and there's going to be heat until this thing ends. Ryan Pace is in year seven and a couple trips to the playoffs. So, when you don't in this league, regardless of how I feel or you feel or anybody feels about the individual, it's about a business. And, yeah, I think there's a lot of heat from Bears fans and the, the Windy City. And, uh, you know, at the same time, we'll see what they can do with these last five games with now Justin Fields back again. Because, you know, just to remind everybody, he's missed the last two games with the three cracked ribs. And, He's been a student of the game over there on the sideline. You know, anytime I had an injury, shoot, basketball is much different than football. But anytime as an athlete, you are forced to idly sit on a sideline and witness, observe, and watch and study. Especially, I, I would gather, for an NFL player, because the game is truly complex as far as what these defenses are doing and how they change. I mean, you just saw an Arizona team that Vance Joseph completely structures his game plan defensively around what the other team does. So if they run it, he's going to take away the run. If they don't and they pass it, he's going to take away the pass and give up the run. That's how Vance Joseph is as a D coordinator. One of the reasons their defense has been so good besides getting home on the quarterback. But um, so Justin Fields has had that luxury. I'll be interested to see how he comes out and and, um, is able to take that and sort of decode it. Uh, in his now first trip to Lambeau Field, but second experience against the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, that first game obviously um, was an experience just playing the Packers, but no David Montgomery, so you don't have your best running back. Um, And 
you know, that this is going to be a, a unique environment. Uh, just to describe Lambo for the folks listening, as you know, Zach, it, it forget the weather. It, it, there's something nostalgic about this place. And Aaron Rodgers, like, he stands on the throne of it. And he owns that field. You, you, he, first of all, they're undefeated this season at home. The Bears haven't beat him there in the last five occasions. I believe the last time was 2015 against Jay Cutler and John Fox, if you can believe that. And uh, it, it, it's just a different place to play. When I'm covering games, the visiting team, the players will come out with their cell phones. Tom Brady did this in the NFC Championship last year. And they, they take it in. Like, the, visitor, the visiting team takes this in, Zach. They walk around with their phones. They get pictures taken. They take pictures as a team. There's a nostalgia and a mystique about Lambeau Field. And I'll be really fascinated to see how the rookie quarterback in his first trip there comes out. Uh, because, again, he told everybody this week, I've never been the underdog, but I am now, and I like it. I like it when people doubt me. Um, how does that manifest tonight on a huge stage when you're the only two teams people are watching and you're 4-8? The other thing that stands out, and you kind of briefly mentioned it, I think this is the first time in Justin Fields' career where he's taking on an opponent in the National Football League for the second time. And... This is a game of yeah. adjustments. So what did he learn the first time around from taking on the Packers' defense? And granted, you go on the road, but to me, Lambeau is no different than some of the, the toughest college environments that he's been to. Because Lambeau, the whole experience in Green Bay is really more reminiscent of, of a college experience than it is an NFL experience. The the stadium's built in a neighborhood very similar to Wrigley. It comes out of nowhere, and then poof, you realize the mystique of Lambeau Field. But here's a guy who's played in many big games over the course of his decorated college career. So I, I don't think the mm-hmm. I don't think that the prime time aspect of it is a big deal to him. I, I think being able to overcome what the Packers do is the main issue. Yeah. Well, I, I think, first of all, when you ask me that question, I think David Montgomery m- makes a difference. And we all witnessed that Monday night football game in which Mac Jones, a rookie quarterback, at Buffalo, which, by the way, Buffalo is one of the worst places to play. And you, we all saw that weather and those grueling 30-mile-per-hour wind gusts up to 40. Um, that's no joke. What did, what did Belichick and Josh McDaniel do? They ran the football. I mean, he threw it three times, for heaven's sakes. I expect the Bears to, you know, be almost stubborn about we've got to run the football. And he can't get hit. I mean, he knows that. He understands it. It's going to be, uh, you know, really critical for, for Justin Fields to maintain his integrity in the pocket because Devondre Campbell's coming back off the COVID list, right? We don't still know when Darius Smith's back. But this Packers defense is really, really good. They fly around in the secondary. They love to use the nickel, even dime. They love to use their secondary um, in really unique ways with Joe Barry, and they have created turnovers. So not only are they coming after you up front, but they're, they're able to, to entice you into making poor decisions, which is why they've been very successful this year defensively. Their linebackers have been the best they've been for a long time. Devondre Campbell's a big part of that. Um, so for me... If you have a defense that's real savvy in disguise and they're going to force you into turnovers, and, and he was sacked, I think, four times back in week six, right, Zach? And um, th- they simply were not good on third down. They were four of 11, I believe, on, on third downs against the Packers in week six. 
Um, they did have 140 rush yards. I just, again, expect them to be stubborn in trying to run the football uh, against Green Bay. But this defense in Green Bay is, is really good. They're top, top 10 in an, uh, an array of stats this year. Um, and they play together. Like all three levels are on the same page. They communicate really well. And uh, I think it was even Aaron Rodgers who said a couple weeks ago, I'm not about to call us a defensive team just yet. But that was, in, in his words, a, a compliment because they have improved vastly with Joe Barry. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see, right? I, again, it's going to be about 30 degrees, but it's going to feel like it's in the upper teens, maybe low 20s. There's always a little bit of wind at Lambeau. Um, and Aaron Rodgers, the, the worse the weather, the better off he is. So, it, But, listen, these are two smash-mouth football teams in cold-weather games. I don't think that's the issue. I think – you know, how do you protect Justin Fields, ensure that he doesn't take any unnecessary hits on those ribs? How do you get David Montgomery rolling in this game and get the ball out of his hands really quickly? Because uh, it's, it's a big moment, and I'm sure there's going to be a few nerves there for the rookie. You can catch all the breaking news every Sunday from Stacey Dales at Stacey Dales. She was the first to report a few weeks back that Lamar Jackson was not going to be the starting quarterback against the Bears at Soldier Field. She was also the first person that let us know that last week Kyler Murray was officially in with DeAndre Hopkins against the Bears, and that did not end up very well for the Bears before all was said and done. But great news every single Sunday from Stacey Dales. Thank you so much for joining us and talking a little football. Always appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Uh, thanks to you and Adam, Zach, and have an awesome, awesome day. Enjoy the game tonight. I'll be enjoying it as well. Thank you very much. NFL Network Stacy Dales spending some time with us. Let's take a break. When we come back, we will visit with the 85 Bear. Tom Thayer will be on the call with Jeff Joniak tonight on our sister station, WBBM. Zach Zaidman with you until noon on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month. With eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Zach Zaveman with you until 11 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, we are so pleased to be joined by 85 Bear Tom Thayer, who will be on the call tonight with Jeff Joniak on our sister station, WBBM Bears Packers under the lights at Lambeau this evening. And Tom joins us on the score guest hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Since we don't have a lot of time, Tom, let's get right to business. Second time that Justin Fields is facing Green Bay. It's the first time he's seen an opponent for the second time in his NFL career. How does that impact his performance this evening? Well, you know, Zach, I think we have to make it a little bit more about than just Justin Fields. If they think he's going to be the reason they come into here to Lambeau Field in this environment, and that's going to be the reason that they beat him. It's going to be single-handedly. I, I think that's unfair to Justin. To me, when you look at what the Bears' offensive line and their defensive line, they have to do. It's non-negotiable what, how they have to open up for the running game for uh, Montgomery and Damon Williams and Khalil Herbert. And then what the defensive line has to do in trying to either you know, get some pressure to Aaron or basically stop their running game as well. So I know there's been a lot of attention focused on the return of Justin, um, my concern there is, you know, where, how, vulnerability, how, how vulnerable is he to blitzes and these guys trying to get shots at him to, te- you know, to test uh, how much his ribs are healed. So there's a lot of different um, scenarios that they face in tonight's game. And, uh, yeah, Justin is a part of it, but the supporting cast, I think, has more of an important role than Justin. Can you run the ball as successfully as the Bears need to against this Packers defense? You got yes, yes, you can. That's the shortest answer. But you got to Zach. I think. Listen, if you're going to go and you're going to have a, a team of running backs that the Bears do, and how successfully they've been, and what David Montgomery uh, is capable of doing, that's the thing. I think yard for yard, step for step, you know, you know, hole for hole, that they have to go out there and they have to accomplish everything that Green Bay is doing on their with their running game. When you look at Dylan um, and, and Aaron Jones over there. So I do think that the Bears' offensive line and the running game can be as much of an assistance uh, to this offense as Justin Fields getting the ball downfield. The news coming yesterday, which we didn't expect, Akeem Hicks out with the ankle injury. How much more challenging does it make it for this Bears defense? Because as you mentioned, they have to run the ball, but they also have to stop the run and make Aaron Rodgers one-dimensional. How do you stop this Packers running game? You know, Angelo Blackson, Kyrus Tonga, um, uh, uh, Eddie Goldman, Blau Nichols, all those guys have to have a hand. And you know, you, it's almost like you have to move beyond Akeem Hicks. And as dominant as I think Akeem Hicks is in his career and how much ability he has, he hasn't been a part of the action now for a couple weeks since the second half of the Pittsburgh game. And don't have, you know, all of our success relies on if Akeem Hicks comes back because there was no certainty that he was going to get back in, you know, be on the field tonight. So every one of those guys that are going to get an opportunity to play with the absence of Akeem Hicks, they should relish in the moment. They should be chopping at the bit for every rep they get. And uh, this is a group of young guys that is still trying to either forge a way to see the direction of their career or just trying to add years to their opportunities. And uh, that's what you have to do when anybody's missing in action. And so 
I expect a lot out of the defensive line, even though Akeem Hicks is not going to be here. Talking Bears-Packers with Tom Thayer here on The Score. Tom, usually when you face Aaron Rodgers, you would talk about making sure he doesn't break contain, meaning you just keep him in the pocket. With Rodgers dealing with that toe injury, do you want him to move around? Do you want to force him out of the pocket where he has to use his legs? Um, you know, it's a dangerous question because as long as you are reliable on the coverage in whatever way you're forcing him to move, because you can't give him a two-direction move. You can't let him either escape to the right or the left. You have to have your defense that is forcing him to go in one direction. And now if it's his left pinky toe, does he have any lack of movement to his left? Or is it pushing off with his left foot going to his right? And then you have to look at the vulnerability of the left tackle position, and it's been a revolving revolving door position since the season started. No David Bakhtiari. So um, when you look at what Robert Quinn has been able to do over there, he's the type of guy that can speed up the whole thinking process of the quarterback. And if he's going out there and he's having a dominant performance, then maybe that's one way that you can force Aaron Rodgers out of the pocket. But when you force Aaron Rodgers out of the pocket to his right, he's as dangerous as any quarterback in the National Football League. So you you got to be careful of how you force him. But if you want to force him, just make sure that back end of the defense has their protections uh, soundly held. Tom, you've heard and read all the different things that have been talked about when it comes to Bears-Packers heading into tonight's ball game. What haven't we talked about that we should be leading into this game that will definitely have an impact that could help the Bears? Well, open field tackling. Um, you know, open field tackling against Devontae Adams. You know, this is the biggest discrepancy between the leading receiver and the second receiver on a team that we've seen in, in a, quite a while. So you can't let this one-dimensional receiver group go out there and have such a significant amount of space every time a receiver catches the ball that it's a, it's a touchdown threat. So the tackling up front against the running game is going to be uber important, but the tackling um, upon reception is going to be equally as important because you have to limit the amount of yards per catch, and you've got to try to keep their team on the field as long as possible. But then the Bears are also going to have to have sustained time of possession that result in touchdowns. If you go out there and you uh, have a, a nice successful drive early in the game and then you just you know, allow their defense to take over and you can't move the ball anymore, then you're just playing into the hands of an attacking Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, it's going to be about the little details of the overall team performance and not just one guy, one aspect, or one element of football. Our final few moments talking Bears-Packers with Tom Thayer. Tom, I want to ask you to go back to your days as a player because it seems like, and it started a lot earlier this year than most, but it seems like every week there's another rumor or a report regarding what's going to happen to the Bears football people at the end of the season. In that locker room, does it impact players? Does it, does it impact, even in a, in a way where you're not even thinking about it, the way you go about performing on a game day? It, it shouldn't. I mean, if you drop your guard and you think that you can study less or perform at a, a lesser responsible rate on a professional football field, then you're, you're only deciding the fate of yourself. Listen, in Coach Ditka's last year, and the rumor mill started in the middle of the season how there was going to be a coaching change, 
if you thought that you could go out there and be less prepared, not show up to the meeting room, not lift weights anymore, let your conditioning get out of hand, then, like I said, you're only deciding your future fate. If you have any pride in the reason you're in the NFL or what your future can, can be, then you better go out there and perform and kind of get that message out of your head because no matter you know if, if Nagy's the coach next year or not, you know, you're still going to be held up to a, a sense of responsibility of do you, are, do you still belong here or do we need to look to go in a different direction because you haven't lived up to your end of the payment scale or the bargain that we set for you. All right, on the way out, much was made when the Cubs decided to broadcast, when I went with Ron and Pat down to St. Louis for the Cubs-Cardinals series when we went on the road. Very similar to, to what you're dealing with, the drive up to Green Bay. Did you guys do it together as a broadcast crew? <laughs> well, uh, no, Jeff and I went together, and then Doug Coletti went with the Zerang brothers. And uh, then we will all meet at Soldier Field because – the Zerang brothers had to come to Lambeau Field early yesterday and set up the whole broadcast booth. And uh, Jeff was working until later in the afternoon, and so we had to get a little bit of a later start. But I am sitting here outside of Lambeau Field. It's a beautiful, sunny day. And, but when you look at the flags on top of the field, they are stiff, and it is windy. So, you know, that's another element to pay attention to with the return of Justin Fields you got to see what the wind conditions are going to be like tonight in the stadium because the wind's supposed to gust up to 34 miles an hour. Wow. Tom, thank you so much. Tell Jeff we said hello. We'll be listening tonight. Jeff and Tom with the call Bears-Packers tonight on our sister station, WBBM. Tom Thayer, always a pleasure to talk football with Tom anytime I'm on the air. Let's take a break. When we come back, the Bulls with some more bad news. That's next. Zach Zabin with you until noon on Chicago Sports Radio. Ready the score. Zach Zabin with you until noon on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Breaking news on The Score is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. And there's more breaking news from the Bulls. Woj is reporting that Zach Levine is the latest to enter the COVID protocols. He joins Troy Brown Jr. today. So the Bulls now have nine players in the COVID protocol, and that is just an unbelievable outbreak that is sabotaging what's been such an unbelievably fantastic start for this team this season and clearly has compromised the Bulls' ability to be competitive on the court. There, there are two issues at play here. One is you just wish the best from a well-being standpoint for all the players that are caught up in this outbreak. But then there's the business aspect of it, and that's what transpires on the court. And you saw it last night against Miami. It's extremely difficult for the Bulls to be competitive. Remember, uh, Io uh, went on uh, the COVID protocol list yesterday. So did Stanley Johnson. I mean, they're just undermanned. And they're even having players that are, are being just signed onto the thing test positive. That's bad. Really, really bad. And already you have DeMar DeRozan, Kobe White, Javante Green, Matt Thomas, Derek Jones Jr. in the, the league's protocol. So this is a this is something that has been very difficult for the Bulls to get a handle on. And you know, for all of us, it just shows how quickly this thing can spread 
even if you're vaccinated because you have to take the the protocols that have been underway since we first found out about the pandemic before we even had vaccines you have to take that stuff seriously masking and distance you got to be smart about this and this thing can spread especially with all the new variants out there and uh, this is a problem that the bulls have uh, definitely been dealing with so again the bulls don't play again till tuesday but going to be very difficult to put together a competitive team and you wonder how how you you put forth a team that can give you a fair fight on the court going through this and the bulls are not the only team dealing with an outbreak the hornets who played the bulls at the uc i think a couple of weeks ago they've had five players in the health and safety protocols and you know, around the league, I think John Morant of Memphis was just put on the uh, the COVID protocol. Washington star forward Kyle Kuzma has been dealing with it. And then uh, in, in management, Rick Carlisle of the Pacers, their head coach, has dealt with it. And uh, Masai Ujiri, the uh, executive for the Raptors, has been dealing with it as well. So it's not just a Bulls thing, but it, it begins to give you an idea uh, of just how widespread this is. But from a Bulls standpoint, number one, you want to make sure everyone uh, that is on your team that hasn't gotten it remains safe and is put in a position where they don't get it. And then number two, how do you put together a team that's competitive as you deal with this? I know there are a lot of people who become lax just because they think, wait, you're vaccinated, you're fine. But all it takes is one person making a mistake and and violating the protocols. And again, you're not committing a crime, but you're putting everybody else in jeopardy because of the variants, even guys that are vaccinated. And if you don't take the protocol seriously, masking and distance, you can run into the problems that the Bulls have run into. So again, if you're just tuning in, there are two more players that have entered the league's protocols on the Bulls. Zach Levine is the latest along with Troy Brown Jr. So the Bulls have nine players total right now unable to play because they are being prevented from doing so under the league's COVID protocols this season. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Zach Sabeman with you uh, until noon. We've been talking a lot of football today. And the day started with the big report coming from CBS Sports. Jason LaConfora reporting, quote, Trace Armstrong discussed top management position with the Bears. Ohio State's Ryan Day, part of possible package. What do you guys think about this? If you don't know much about Trace Armstrong, today he is considered a prominent coach agent. So he's Matt Nagy's agent. He's the agent for Lincoln Riley, who just got that huge deal from USC moving from Oklahoma. He's got a lot of other clients. So he understands that aspect of it. He understands the business aspect of it because this guy has talked contract with Ted Phillips and George McCaskey over the years. But he also understands uh, the Bears organization dating back to the early 90s when he was a defensive end for the Bears. So he has a, a warm relationship with the McCaskey family. 
he understands the dynamics at play at Hallis Hall. And again, I don't know if that's good or bad. I also worry that you're talking about a guy who went out of his way. Now, again, he's he's the guy representing Matt Nagy, so you can understand him trying to sell his client to the Bears. And that's what he did. So I, wor- I mean... I worry about that aspect of it because clearly Matt Nagy has not been the guy the Bears thought they were getting, but that's more on Ryan Pace than it is Trace Armstrong. I mean, your job as an agent is to make sure your client gets the head coaching job. And if you're the GM, your job is to be able to foresee, okay, what does what does this coaching candidate know and not know? And it, it's kind of a weird, a weird deal because at the time that Ryan Pace was hired, If I would have told you that the Bears coming off the John Fox era would be able to make the playoffs twice in four years, be like, that's pretty good. I'll take that. You know, that's that's moving the team in the right direction. But the way it's played out, you know, it hasn't played out the way you would have thought because you expected the Bears to be a high-scoring offense, a team that that had everything together from an offensive standpoint. And that's never been the case in the Matt Nagy era, at least since 2018. You know, that first season, Mitch Trubisky had some really good games, but it, it reminds me almost of good Rex, bad Rex, good J, bad J. And then the entire league had an offseason following 2018 to figure out what the Bears were doing with this Nagy offense. And... Essentially, the only time we see the Bears do anything good offensively, it's through gimmick plays over the last three years. Gimmick plays. And you can't function at a high level in the NFL off of gimmick plays. You need to have something you can trust, something that you can do reliably on a regular basis that leads to scoring points. Because if you don't score points in the NFL, you're not winning games. The Bears can't score. And it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It doesn't matter if it's Mitchell Trubisky. It doesn't matter if it's Chase Daniel. It doesn't matter if it's Nick Foles. It doesn't matter if it's Andy Dalton. It doesn't matter if it's Justin Fields. They don't put points on the board. Well, ultimately, you circle back, and I don't care who's calling the plays. I know who's putting the game plan in, and it's not working. And, like, the reality is, you know going into tonight's game at Lambeau Field... It's not a crazy statement. Do you really believe the Bears have any chance to make this? Forget about winning. I'm just talking about a competitive game. What's to make you believe that a team that has difficulty scoring 20 points a game, that can't even do that, what makes you believe that that team on this night against arguably the best team in the NFC, I know Arizona has the best record. You saw how that went last week. Green Bay is right there in the conversation in the team picture with Arizona and Tampa in terms of the teams that you would consider to be right the, the best in the NFC this season. You know, Rams kind of in that mix. They got a big game against the Cardinals this week. But what's to make you believe from anything that you've seen this season that the Bears can put points on the board to make this competitive tonight? I mean, what you have to do is muck it up, right? To use the hockey term, make it ugly. To take a page out of what the Patriots did last time out against Buffalo 
Now, there were ugly conditions in Buffalo. There will be ugly conditions at Lambeau today. Not aesthetically. You know, you're not going to have snow or rain or any of that kind of thing. But the wind is whipping around. We just spoke to Tom Thayer, who's outside Lambeau as we speak. So the wind's going to play a big role. Can you punish the Packers with the run? Punish them. Where you're doing two things. You're moving the ball. You're getting first downs because if you're punishing them with the run, that means you're moving the ball down the field. And then two, you are keeping the bear killer, Aaron Rodgers, off the field. That's the only way you have a chance at winning it. But it's not enough just to run the ball. When you get in the red zone, can you take those runs and score touchdowns if you're moving the ball down the field against Green Bay? And there's no guarantee you're going to do that. But if you are, do you take that and put touchdowns on the board? Because the answer this season has been no, no matter who they play. And then defensively, no Hakeem Hicks. Can you stop the Packers from running the ball? Because even with Rodgers, they've been a run-first team. If you stop them from being able to run the ball, now you force a quarterback who's not 100%, because that toe is an issue. If you can make them one-dimensional, now you need your defensive pressure, I think, to be able to make Rodgers move a little bit. Because I think human nature is, I know he's great, but if just try to put yourself in this position. If you had a broken toe, even if it's a broken pinky toe, I would think having to move at a high rate of speed would be a problem. Having to move at a high rate of speed, plant and throw would be a bigger problem. Well, find out. Find out if this guy can still be the great Aaron Rodgers if he's on the move today, on a bad toe, and be as dynamically accurate as he's been throughout the course of his career. The only way you're going to find out is if you prevent the Packers from having success moving the ball on the ground. Can you do that? And that's up to the defensive line. Eddie Goldman's playing. And if Eddie Goldman's playing, you know what? You have an opportunity to do it. And you just got to swarm to the ball. And it would help if somehow you're able to generate a takeaway defensively. Like you're asking me, well, how, how does this happen? How do you beat the Packers? Well, th- this is what it's going to take. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but this is what it's going to take if you want to see it happen. Generate a takeaway defensively. And you need to score a touchdown either by special teams or defense. One touchdown via defense or special teams. Because you have to help out a Bears offense that has had significant difficulty putting the ball in the end zone. And they're going to have to do their part. But they're going to need help. That's the only way I see a miracle at Lambeau happening tonight. Because the reality is we've seen enough of these games to know the Bears don't have a shot. That's why they're the biggest underdog of any team in the NFL this week. 
That's why the Packers are favored by double digits to beat the Bears, and that's before they knew that Akeem Hicks wasn't going to play. But you've got what you believe to be your best quarterback on the field tonight. You've got a running game that has been really good this season. Use those things to your advantage. You've got your top receiving weapon out there on the field in Allen Robinson. So from an offensive standpoint, this is as healthy as the Bears have been in a while. you got to take advantage of that. Somehow, and I, I don't think I'm crazy for thinking this, I don't believe it's going to happen. But hopefully I'm wrong. Got a lot of people to thank for making today's extravaganza possible. We will start with our executive producer, Adam Stutzinski, who helped us blast through the speakers of your radio and made sure that we had some of the best guests that you can possibly listen to talking football with us. Want to thank Brad Biggs and David Hawk, Kevin Fishbane and Stacey Dales, and of course, Tom Thayer, and a special thanks to Eight and one to Paul head coach Tony Stubblefield for spending some time with us. I'm Zach Zaidman saying thanks so much for listening. All day football talk right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. Go Bears. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.